It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 after 5. Uh, nice to have you with us. I did think of an interesting thing we're going to do this. I'm not going to reveal it now. It's something we're going to do with Sal. It's probably Friday. Aaron Rodgers related. I think it'd be fun. So uh, it's you and Sal hosting tomorrow and Friday. Yes, correct. The boys and are off. Unfortunately, Jerry, I, I was reading that Rutgers lost. Yes, I, you know, yes. Was it a buzzer beater? It wasn't a buzzer beater, but Rutgers was up 5 with 27 seconds to go. And uh, Hofstra came back and tied it, and then in overtime, it was shot. I mean, the shot making was oh, it was overtime fun- game. Yeah, so Rutgers lost last year in Dayton in double overtime. They lose last night in the NIT in overtime. It was a great game, really was. And the crowd, you know, they only had twenty four hours to sell the place, sell the tickets, probably eighty percent full, which was pretty good. And the crowd was into it. And the you give Hofstra credit, man. Their best player fouls out with seven minutes to go, and these other three guys couldn't miss. And it was, yeah, it was. I was, I never thought they were losing. Even at the end, when they lost. <laughs> Can we play a few more minutes? I was surprised. So that's it. In the NIT, you that's lose, it. you're out. Yeah, it's like Season the NCAA over. tournament. That's it. Done. All right. So we don't have to worry ski. about uh, losing you, Jerry, for any more days. No, 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 not at all. But I will tell you, having followed Hofstra a little bit because of Speedy Claxton and easy team to root for, they got guys that just ball out. So it was it was a fun game. A lot of points were scored and uh, a lot of big shots in that game. What time did that game end? Since it was early overtime, early because the, the regulation ended at eight eight forty, like eight forty six. Is that right? The game really moved. Yeah, they they let them play. They didn't call a million fouls. So I would say the game was over by nine o'clock, maybe even earlier than that. Not bad. No, it's pretty good. I got home just in time to not sleep all night. <laughs> You got home just in time to lay in your bed and stare at the ceiling. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. For hours. This happens time. like every six or seven months that I just can't sleep at night. Now, I slept great yesterday afternoon, but then what, I lay down. What about this? I have uh, friends and family now that sleep with weed gummies. Next them to them? Sleep. <laughs> no, no. They <laughs> ingest the weed gummy and it helps yeah, them sleep. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, eh, I don't know. Not yet. You're not there yet. No, I'm not there because it's only been a couple of days. And like I said, this happens a couple of times a year. I don't know why. So no, let's let's let it play itself out. If all I right. get to the weekend and I'm up all night, we have a problem. Then you might go weed gummy. Uh I didn't say that. I just uh, what was it what's the thing I used to take? Oh, come on. Um, melatonin. Yes. I might go there next before I go to the weed gummies. Melatonin seems like one of those things that like I don't believe in its powers. I did it for mm, maybe f- when I was on the overnight. I got to a point I couldn't sleep. Started taking melatonin. I was like, wow, I found the wonder vitamin or whatever it would be called. It worked amazing until it didn't work at all. <laughs> it just stopped working. It Your just, body got yes, used to it. Yes. It worked great for a few weeks, and then it was just like, okay, that's the end of that. I feel like melatonin, Fagazi, CBD, no idea if that works or not. I don't know. Ashwagandha I was taking for a while. Is that right? And Yeah, you know, in the, the pill form. And I found myself sleeping very peace, like a really restful sleep. And I don't know why. I just stopped taking it. I have no idea why. I still have half a bottle at home. I should ashwagandha? Probably take that. Yeah. Yeah. I was never heard that. of that one. You never heard of ashwagandha? No. Ask Aaron Rodgers. He probably has it as part of his routine. That's ayahuasca. 
Well, he might take Ashwagandha as well. Ashwagandha. Yeah, yeah. By the way, do you think Aaron Rodgers knows that the sports radio station in New York City has done nonstop Aaron Rodgers? I don't think he cares. But is he aware, do you think? No. I don't think he's aware. Do you think he's aware there's a buzz? Like, what is he doing? Where is he going? Yeah, he's he's arrogant enough, and rightly so, to know that he is a lightning rod. But he topic. couldn't imagine that 24 hours a day on the New York City radio station oh, he's being discussed. That. Or, I, because it also happens on TV, I think he, does. he is aware of it. Yeah, I mean, you turn on any big sports show. I bet you Craig's show, at what time does he start? Seven? Seven. I think any big sports show on TV, whether it's Craig, Stephen A. Smith, whoever the hell's on FS1 these days after Craig, and then Fa, whatever, uh, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, I think they're, if they're not opening with it, it's the second story. So he has to be aware of it. All right. And so I don't he, know where, he lives in what, California right now? Yes. I would be curious if they're talking about him out there. Not a great sports town. No, but it is a national story. It is a national a, story. A legendary player changing teams. But I would think the L.A. sports scene right now is up into the Lakers' resurgence. I would think. Up in their business. Yeah, I would think so. All right. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, yesterday, Jerry, I don't. I follow the NFL. I mean, I do. You could mock me for not knowing what's going on in the NBA or the NHL or teams outside of New York and baseball, but I follow and watch the NFL. You do every I feel Sunday. Like I'm locked in. I agree. I gotta be honest. With you. I don't know who the hell Darren Waller is. Oh God! Seriously, dude. And to call this a quote unquote, this is a great Darren blockbuster, tremendous. Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network called I, this a blockbuster. I will tell you this. When I was a Cowboy fan. Yeah. Now, I was very happy they got Stefan Gilmore and they re-signed Leighton Van Der Esch. All that was good. I've heard of those guys. When I saw that the Giants got Darren Waller, I said, crap. As a Cowboy fan, as a Giant fan, I would think, damn. But is this a blockbuster? Is it a blockbuster? That's a... That, Aaron Rodgers see, is a I, blockbuster. Here's what I, when I hear blockbuster, I think of... A lot of big names being exchanged. Yeah. That's what I think. Darren Waller coming to the Giants is a, I think it's a huge deal. I really do. Huge. I do. For the Giants, yes. So that's a big so weapon. I just gave you Mercedes Lewis stats. I've heard of him. Okay. Darren Waller is a tight end-like receiver, but he's a tight end. Here was Darren Waller a couple of years ago. 107 catches, 1,200 yards, 9 touchdowns. Like, that is a big-time target and player. 90 catches. 11.50 and a few touchdowns. Like, he is... What did he do last year? Listen, I'd have to see if he was hurt because I see only 28 catches. Mm, I don't CJ, know. That's what I'm talking know. about. I'm not sure. If not I if I pull up his, what I could do for you, I could pull up... No, but it, I'm telling you. Pull up his numbers. He's really good. Um, so last year, he only played in six games. So he had to have been hurt. Okay. But if you go to his last full season that I just gave you, 2020... The numbers speak for themselves. 107, 1,209. I mean, that's that's the capability he has. 
So uh, this Tim Graham, Jerry, he's a writer for The Athletic. Oh, thank God. I thought he was going to be a football player. No, no, someone no. Else signed no, no, no. Tim Graham is a writer for The Athletic. Yeah. And I guess he wrote a story about Darren Waller. And he said he received a DM from Daniel Bellinger's father, who's okay. upset that he wrote that Darren Waller is better than his son. But he is, though. Right. I mean, Daniel Bellinger had some good moments for the Giants last year. But this guy, I'd have to see. I would think at some point he was an all-pro. I would think. So can't they have two tight ends, Jerry? Of course you can. How about this? Two tight end set. That's you absolutely can have two tight ends. Especially since you're right, this Darren Waller fella, he looks like a wide receiver. Uh, I was watching some of his videos. He's definitely a pro bowler one year. I'm trying to see. I want to see if he was an all-pro tight end because he's really good. And he's only 30 years old, too. I like that uh, uh, Daniel Bellinger's dad sticking up for his son. Listen, Tim Graham, you punk. Yeah, I mean. Saying he's better than my son. Sometimes you have to acknowledge what's right in front of you. Right. Darren Waller has been one of the best tight ends in football. And is better than Daniel Bellinger. Daniel Bellinger may turn out to be that. He's not there yet. I see. That's all. That's fair. And I have no problem with a dad... Defending his son's honor. I think. I mean, I like it as well. Nothing Jerry. wrong with I that. I think it's very fair. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Did you see Mister Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle? Yeah, I mean, this is great. I mean, this, this guy's still playing. Headed Jesus. to the Panthers. That Frank Reich loves him some old, <laughs> washed-up quarterback. <laughs> he tried Matt Ryan. That didn't <laughs> yeah. go so good. Got him fired, basically. <laughs> I do. I do understand uh, having an older uh, quarterback in the in the QB room. Sure, I like that. And this Andy Dalton's not a troublemaker like Matt Ryan. Like these guys, are, they know where they're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm all right with they're, they're supposed to draft a, a a young stud quarterback out of the draft. Do you want a older redheaded fella in that room, Jerry? No, they got one. <laughs> they got. <laughs> they one. found one. He so he's Cowboys, Saints, Panthers the last few years. Is that right? Am I missing a team? Cowboys, Saints, Panthers. Is he somewhere else in between? Mm, he could be. I, I can't think of I don't think it. so, because he played for the Cowboys in Cincinnati, I believe, just a few years ago. So I don't know if there's any room for him to have gone anywhere else, but maybe. Maybe there's one other stop somewhere. All right. Who so knows? the Red Rifles uh, in Like, he was Carolina. in Cincinnati forever. Yes. And now in the last, like, four years, he's been in three cities. Bouncing around. I mean, his wife's got to be like, hey, what are we yeah. doing? Can you retire? We've got We're enough Bears. Cash. When was that? The Bears, right. 21. So it was... Cowboys, Bears, Saints, now Panthers. Does that sound right? Because the Cowboys was 20. Right. The pandemic year where I went to Cincinnati where they had half the crowd was allowed in. And then he went to – I don't remember him going to Chicago. I thought he went right to New Orleans from the Cowboys. Yeah, I do remember him in Chicago now. Okay. but that's a lot of stuff. The Red Rifle. So 20, 21, 22, 23, four teams, four years. Yeah. His wife's got to be like just living out of a suitcase at yeah. this point. Where we go, or she just doesn't even move anymore. Go ahead, see you in a couple months. Maybe she stayed in Cincinnati. That's what I would do. If they have kids, I could see that. Certainly possible. It's going to be a hard life. Being a uh, traveling quarterback? Yeah, and I don't mean financially. I don't mean that. I mean in terms of keeping the family together because you got, I mean, you're not buying a home. You know these contracts are so short-lived and you can be cut at any time. Yeah. Like you're probably just living out of a hotel in these cities. And Matt Ryan's going to have to hook on to another team, Jerry. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe if uh, Aaron Rodgers decides to retire, the uh, Jets can sign him. Perfect. That would be perfect, Jerry. Sal is so into Matt Ryan. Still? Oh, my God. He is. He believes anybody that signs Matt Ryan can win a Super Bowl this year. He loves Matt Ryan. Oh, you better bring this up tomorrow when you oh, we'll got bring it him up. in this room. We'll bring it up.
Absolutely. It's crazy And talk. not only does he love Matt Ryan, yeah. if you disagree with him, the veins on his forehead start <laughs> like enlarging, and you see smoke coming out of his ears. Yeah. Very defensive of Matt okay. Ryan. Okay. I'll be very careful then uh, tomorrow and Friday when he's here not to, you know, bad mouth Matt Ryan. Well, no, we'll, actually, we will do that just to get him riled up, Oh, which will be fun. So we will get into that for sure the next couple of All days. Right. All right, quick break, 536, a whole lot more to do, and then Boomer and Geo on a fun Wednesday on The Fan.